Now, Sister Arzu, now we are live. So we're happy to be here. And before we continue, so while I'm sharing this live stream, how about let's invite our audience to just listen to the birds. Well, thank you. Thank you, everyone. We are blessed. And I feel really excited and honored that the birds are with us at this very moment. And I just mentioned to Sister Arzu, who is my guest for today, that I'm a little jealous just because look at, look how beautiful her background is her whole environment and if you couldn't feel that i don't know just you know everything is energy and it doesn't limit it's not we cannot contain it so yes listen to the birds listen to what a little bit i have to say about sister arzu and then after that she'll tell us more about it okay but anyway this is Quantum Nurse, and I am Grace Asagra. And I thought I would like to have someone who is in, in touch with Mother Nature, in touch with traditions, in touch with basic healing. But those basic is a foundation for a lot of things, a lot of, of, of our journey. So I and in in so short a time as i have really began to listen more to what's offered to me so i take upon myself in my hands and in my heart to invite sister arzu and it was a perfect timing and because again it is the end of the year in this calendar and the coming year is about to come and yet we're living this year with a lot of uncertainty and meeting again the um, incoming year with still uncertainty. But underneath that uncertainty, I'm sure there's always some certainty. So I thought we have to be prepared for 2021 and perfect. Our topic with our Zoo Mountain Spirit from Garifuna Spirituality of the, her website is www.wagia.org, is Understanding Life. And this is what she wrote. And I like it when, what she wrote, so I just want to read it exactly how she wrote it, okay? So she said, my name is Arzu Mountain Spirit. 
I am a traditional healer, writer, life coach, teacher, and presenter of talks and workshops on Garifuna spirituality, healing methods, and medicinal plants. The ancestral healing methods I hold dear were transmitted through my mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother. I now live in Belize where I maintain a traditional healing practice and facilitate mountain spirit wellness retreats. In the effort to preserve and protect the treasures of my ancestors, I founded the Wagia Foundation, a nonprofit organization dedicated to the preservation of our Garifuna healing and special traditions. So for me, this is just short and sweet and powerful. So thank you again, Sister Arzu, for being here. And thank you to the audience who are here supporting us. Please help us. This message is not about us. It's about really the message that we would like to share. So help us spread a word, share it if you like, and ask questions, be with us, and just join us, okay? This is now the time to ask questions. And you are blessed because Sister Arzu is right here. Wow. Well, good afternoon, good evening. I know in different parts of the world is a different time. So uh, may it be great where, wherever you are. And thank you, Sister Grace, uh, for creating this opportunity. It's been a long time coming and I'm completely, deeply grateful. And you're absolutely correct. The timing could not be more perfect. <laughs> ourselves in, in this uh, in this experience you know, all of us humans are having pretty much the, the, the same experience in, in different ways um, and I wanted to um, well I've been wanting to discuss the, the whole perspective of understanding life from our indigenous perspective because it seems to be um, different from most but more and more as we experience this, this this situation that's going on with us as we go deeper into this experience we find that it is these perspectives that are designed to see us through times like these um, for example the um the whole understanding life with how we come in our birth um our, our lives as we age um the vicissitudes that we deal with getting sick being well that back and forth thing that constant back and forth and then eventually um, the dying so it, it, in our tradition and in a lot of uh, indigenous tradition we understand when we're born that we're going to die it's it's not a surprise it's um it's just part of life and so we pretty much determine how we are going to die by how we live so that we embrace it with, with gratitude and a sense of completion and accomplishment and, and a going on to, to something greater. Um, so I think that a lot of the suffering, from what I'm seeing through my practice, uh, a lot of the suffering that our fellow humans are experiencing seems to be uh, stuck in that assumption that we're not going to die. Uh, the assumption that, uh, yeah, we were born, but th that's the end of the matter. There's no curiosity as to where we came from or where we go. Um, so we've lost that curiosity about who we are, what we're doing here, how we get here. The whole um, idea that we 
chose to be here is is it's like an afterthought you know yes we were born and people say well i didn't ask to be born but in a sense yeah you did and so we're here right we're going through this process and there's nothing wrong with that as long as you're growing right if, if we're growing and we're aging it's great that's exactly what what we're supposed to be doing and um the sickness is the one that daunts me the most because we are so surprised by illness as though that was not part of the deal to begin with you know and again uh because we gave up the responsibility in the beginning when we came in we gave up the responsibility of health over our own uh being uh we're now trapped with um having to consult outside of our our existence really because our existence is just that spirit having a human experience so we're constantly going outside the expertise of a spiritual being and 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 then coming back with remedies from a mechanical uh, understanding and and the suffering of sickness becomes greater and the message behind every illness is lost because we get so trapped in the let's get rid of this let's make it go away you know as opposed to engaging in the process and understanding life better through that experience of, of sickness and health and that and that back and forth dance and then finally is this um the way we've separated ourselves from death from the end of life um indigenous people have a very graceful way of uh embracing life but also ex expecting death it, it's just very graceful i see it with the elders now with the old people they actually start planning they, my aunt is she's not dead yet but she has a dress already she's in bed all the time waiting for the ancestors to come um and and, and this was the way you know we were able to to die at home with grace and um so all of these things how we come into the world as beings right as human beings how we're born we're now born in a situation that sick people go to so this is like at least in my country it's mandatory that you give birth at, in a hospital so we, we come in that way and there's all this detachment throughout life and the misunderstanding about the role that um sickness or restoring health is is supposed to play so all of those things you know wear at me and i think about them and i wonder how uh humanity is handling these things and and how it's going out there because i'm over here in the forest i i don't get to see that but i do have a curiosity as to how that's working thank you sister arsu i'm glad you started actually with with death because that's what i think most people really are fair afraid of but before we continue that so tell us tell us what is a garifuna healing tradition because so for some people who don't know where that is uh, it's one of those traditions that must be explained um the garifuna are um I would say survivors of, of a very strong uh, effort in genocide. So we uh, lived in the Southern Caribbean throughout, mostly in St. Vincent, but also Dominica was involved in all the other islands uh, in that area. And we were very prosperous. We lived in that area way before slavery. So we did not, um, we're black people who lived outside of Africa 
and still had a relationship with Africa, and we did not leave Africa under slavery. So we're the ones that dispel the myth that all Black people came out of Africa through slavery. That's the end of the first story. So because of that, though, we had to be annihilated. We had to be destroyed, because if we were released into the new world, we would mess up everybody's hustle, as you can pretty well understand. So um, the British waged war uh, on our people in St. Vincent, and a war that lasted 30 years. And at the end of 30 years, the survivors were rounded up and separated. So the dark-skinned ones, because we, we were mixed with the Arawak Indian and the African um, descendants. So we, they lined us up and separated the ones that could be sold into slavery and kept the ones that looked more, um, or less black, rather. So um, that group remained, and the group that got put, uh, the dark-skinned ones that got shipped out ended up in Roatan, Honduras, which was at the time being held by the British, and it was a good holding place until we, we learned our lesson, I suppose. Um, and it was from there that um, we negotiated with the Honduran government, and we got uh, shelter and land in Honduras, and then started uh, moving through uh, Central America. Uh, settling in different places. So we now have settlements in uh, Nicaragua, Honduras, Guatemala, and Belize, and a lot, large part of our population is in the United States. But our um, spirituality is ancestor-based. Uh, we uh, believe we come from the ancestors, we are the ancestors, the children are ancestors uh, returning uh, to us or gifts from the ancestors being sent to us. So every human life is an extension of the ancestral world. Uh, but in that, we also include plant life, animal life, um, all life and everything that supports us on this planet is also an ancestor. Uh, we understand that the earth was here first and then the crystals came and then the plants came and then the animals came and we just got here so we understand we're the we're the children we're the babies um we also understand that for every illness that humans can create as they explore existence um the earth produces a plant with the medicine for that illness and, and, and that is the, the stronghold of, of our belief that everything we need to be healthy and to be happy uh, and, and die happily uh, is here on this planet during our time as we live. Uh, in fact, we um, observe plants that grow around us and around people and are constantly conscious of what is this plant here for. So we're one of the few traditions that, that carry that ancestral tradition into the four different um, life kingdoms that we share this planet with. So healing to us is um, is quite simple. It is just understanding uh, who we are, what we're doing here, and, and the responsibility between us and, and the planet and, and all the living beings on it. Well, it's wonderful and it's powerful to hear your, the story that you said about the Garifuna um, tradition as a that came out of survival of genocide, and it's it's again a confirmation for some of us who have already heard it before that all people of different um, how to call it um, melanin 
covered skin of different shades have already been in are already located in different countries even before they before the historians wrote about the so-called slavery so yeah it's good to hear that and i'm really wishing that more people will hear that especially people who are of dark color and background like me so that we can keep on really digging more on where we came from and who we are because as you said once we know who we are then maybe we would know also that in that who we are our treasures our secrets to this uh life process and 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 that's when i noticed sister arzu when when i first came to united states the people i meet and now these are people uh, of uh not not just black people but anyone who seemed to have grow, grown up in United States, when I was in the hospital taking care of them, they're very scared of dying. They're very scared of that death thing, you know? So I'm like, whoa, I've never seen many people as scared to die. Okay, like, so, so I'm like, oh, okay. I wonder what's the difference. So I know that and that's because, you know, like for us coming from another culture that we have, you know, been taught or exposed to that death eventually will come. Yes. And Sister Arsu, yes. We always ask also how we want to die. We have a choice <laughs> how we want to do that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So then how about you, and, and I could tell you another story about that death uh, preparation in, in, in Indonesia, but uh, how about you tell us the story um, or the concept of that birth when you come, because you, yes, people will say, hey, I didn't ask to be born. Okay, so you, you please teach, uh, share to us what you know about what we have when we were we were brought into this world yeah um so in, in, in our mythologies it's about where, where we come from and where we go it, it's the same place and it's called seri and the way the way it works i tell you the, everything is full of stories right but this yes is story my grandmother told me. keep um, it going the storytelling is the best this is what happens and why these old people are so eager to die or so willing. Everything that you have learned in your life, every lesson that you learned, every success that you had, everything good, as if someone put all of the causes and actions in your life into a sift and sifted it, and, and all the, the useless stuff sifted away, and the only thing left was all of your wisdom and everything that you gained. That is, see it as data see it as bits of data and that gets downloaded into Seri. that goes into the world of the ancestors so there's all that wisdom and that is accessible to every single living descendant so every time an ancestor dies they bring in new information every time somebody dies well when you join the ancestors when you die every valuable accomplishment 
everything good about you gets downloaded and is now accessible to your descendants. So you don't have to come back as a ghost and scold them or warn them or, or lay down and, and be, um, lay down and die and be upset that you won't be there to help them because everything you know now is accessible to them. And the, 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 all we have to do to get access is to honor our ancestors. We have to remember them in prayer, right? If they had a favorite food for every once in a while we eat it, we give them a little bit. If they had a favorite dance or favorite music, we just keep the ancestors in our, in, in our memory. So that's the place where everything goes. When an ancestor wants to come back, like when, when um, we do a ceremony for fertility, for someone who wants to conceive, so that they can have a good baby, a familiar person, right? So they can bring someone familiar, then an ancestor will come. And usually in the uh, tradition, when we look at the children, the first thing everyone would talk about is how they are like this grandfather or like that grandmother, and maybe they're this great, great grandmother, or, you know, there's always this association. Um, so when we're born, we're not coming from a vacuum. We're coming from this vast sea of, of absolute, ultimate, bottomless knowledge and wisdom. I mean, we're coming from the best of the best. And that's where we're coming from. And that's why the children have that pure look in their eyes. You know, they, they haven't engaged with the next phase. But and I mean... I, I, I and I remember and you can continue after my comment because you're I love listening to stories. I remember one one uh, person also who said and this person talked about downloading and uploading information okay from the ancestors. He said we didn't come here on a blank slate because right. <laughs> what people might say it's a blank slate. No, you already had something. And, and and then and again, thanks for reminding also through this, your story that what we do now will affect also the generations to come, even when we're physically gone. I mean, people may think of that only by finances, right? Or or maybe if they have a house, they'll they leave their house to their family. So it kind of simple to think of that but beyond the material things right oh the moral choices you know your your, your values um all, not your political affiliation or, or your oh. grade in school but definitely the, the, the things that that choose life you know the treasures of of life those are the things that continue and so um as a tradition we pay attention to those things you know, so then you, you, you're not selfish, you take care of your family, you, you love your children, you try to do the best. That's why old people are so nice to little children, because they don't want to be put in nursing homes. <laughs> My grandmother used to say that the reason she's nice to little kids is because when her diaper needs changing, she wants them to change it. Because by the time she's wearing diapers, they're going to be old enough to change them. So I thought that was a really sweet way of keeping this. <laughs> you know, but it, but it also fixes our minds to respect the youth. A lot of the problems that are going on here is because we think that they need to be fixed, that they're going to go away. And we have, I think, on some soul level, rejected the youth of today. And we, we have to change that because they're going to be the ones making decisions for us. You know, but not just that, it's morally wrong. It's, it's like we have to take care of each other. 
There is a saying in Garifuna, it's called Aobu Amorodo. And it's similar to Ubuntu and Fubu. It's like for us, by us, but not in a selfish way, in the sense that if I do not um, engage in ensuring your existence, I will perish. It, it, it's that attitude. You know, it's a mindset. It's an attitude that I don't have to think about helping you. I don't have to think about taking my bread, breaking it in half, and giving you some. I don't have to think about that. It's automatically sewn in. And and that is very Garifuna. And we take that approach into how we, we, birth, aging, sickness, and death. In sickness, we do not attack the illness. We can't do that. We, you know, we believe everything is spirits. We believe everything is spirits, so, which turn out to be bacteria, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scientifically, pretty much, because they're life forms, right? Yeah. So, so it's it's negotiating with these spirits. It's like, why is my baby's you know, lungs full of, of mucus? Tell me, what what do I have to do? I'm, I'm sorry you got that way, but, you know, please find me some medicine so that my baby's lungs can be cleared. And, and then we, we find the plant or, or somebody has an idea, you know, the, the insight comes in and, and lo and behold, this is the plant that gets rid of mucus or, or this is the plant that gets rid of aches and pains, whatever it is that, that's bothering you. So that relationship, that, that human plant relationship is, is very strong and it's ongoing. And I think it's really being threatened right now because I've diagnosed it to be botanophobia where there is more fear against medicinal plants now than, than I have ever known. And, and yeah. I understand it. It's such a betrayal because the plants have been healing humans for 10,000 years. You know, really? They've been stolen from, like the medicine has been stolen from the plants with no credit to them. And now the plants are being trashed. Um, and so no wonder we're going through all of this. Yeah. Oh, I'm. I'm. I'm also. Sometimes I'm really also surprised that it's not um, happening quick enough for me to see that. Hey, you know why are you scared of plant medicine? Why? You know. So I. And then, then I, so I'm glad you talk about the disease because. Uh, for our viewers who may not be feeling well, I'm glad you're here. And for those who are recovering, thank you for being here. And so, because what I really wanted to, I guess, share with the people who may not be feeling well is that when when uh, your physical and mental and emotional status is down, then the more that you it, it the more that it calls us i believe to to speak to the spirits yeah. you know whether it will be the spirits of our ancestors or or to to your own guardian angels speak to them ask for help be, yeah. you know because once your spirit is down i think not just the bacteria or the virus or any of that might hurt us, but just this, all these uh, beings, energetic beings can just make us off and then we feel sick and now it will take us longer to recover. 
No, you you hit the nail on on the head with that. Um, it, and of course, our lack of belief in 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 the fact that we are magnificent creations. You know, it, it, it's it's a perfect system. When you look at the human body, I'm just fascinated by it. The human body can heal itself. It can do everything it needs to do and maintain itself. But we are the ones who we've deviated, and this is not a, a, a anything about victimizing the victim. I mean, I get sick too, um, but it's in that quest for balance. It's in that quest to restore homeostasis that our life grows, and like you said, it makes our spirit. We collapse back into our spirit. It's like our, our physical being is taken out of the way. It's like it's too much suffering. I can't feel that right now. So we're forced back deep down into just spirit, and then we can commune. Then we can have a dialogue. It's like, what does my life really mean? And well, I think when we ask on that level, that's when we, our eyes adapt, focus, and we can see the plan, and we can see the remedy, or we can see that whatever we're doing, you know, is hindering our healing. That that's what fine tunes our 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 sight, our insight too. Um, but it's that coming back in, into ourselves. What what has happened was, I think, for the last 150 years or so. We have focused outward. That same way we're going back into spirit now, that's where we were, we were going out there. Find me something, get me a pill, get me an injection, get me something, something that works that knocks me out, you know? Um, and so I think there, there's a level of, of, of apology that, that we, we, we need to, you know, certain humility we need to go back in here and take responsibility and say, I have to say to my body, I'm sorry I did that to you, but I know better now. I know better now. So then you no longer feel like your illness is a punishment and that it's unfair or that it's something that will plague you for the rest of your life. It puts you in a place of power. It puts you in, in a place of influence and power over your own health. Few words that resonate to me that you mentioned is the magic the about belief. And I just remember the book, The Magic of Believing. And then because it's truly like a mind over matter is a big movement lately, but then it's a really a matter of practicing it. You yes. know, that practice it, practice it. And when you say believe, with no doubt, you have to believe. You put once you put a little doubt, then it's it gives another challenge. And then you mention about the eyes. When a person is sick, what I notice is that their eyes are not that focused. Their eyes seem to wander, and that kind of reminds me of you know like as if your div divinity is getting snatched. Okay. However, you made mention again one word more that is that the power of that humanity, that power. Because you and I had an earlier conversation that there's for for me and you, there's even no separation in humanity and divinity. And then that, so if people can just fully understand that, you, you know, it's really no separation. So then so we could handle a lot of things. Uh, but how about sister? Okay, you mentioned about the plant medicine. But then how about those who use plant medicine in a way that is way outside, especially plant medicine that could really uh, have some um, strong 
psychedelic effect or psychoactive change, but then they use it outside ceremony, outside ritual. Because sometimes I think I I wonder if that needs to be done because I respect ritual. And for me, it has anything about plant medicine. If it is used for a ritual, just just use it for ritual. But outside that, that's when I think I have a little doubt that it needs to be used. Well, when I speak of plant medicine, I'm also speaking of the non-psychedelic um, ones. It's all the ones that have, you know, a chemical and acting agent. Um, with the, what we call the, 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 the plants that affect the psychic senses, um, there has been probably more damage um, done by humans with those plants than than any other. And, and I agree with you. Uh, there is purpose for the ritual. Uh, there's a reason why there's ceremony around them. And all of those rituals and ceremonies have purpose. They, it, inside the, um, the ritual is the proper way, like the dosaging is in there. Because rituals you can't change. Ceremonies you can, you can wiggle with, but there's no wiggle room with ritual because it, it has to be right. It, you know, it has to be just so. So that's where you keep the integrity of the ingredients and the timing and all of the things that need to be measured just so. Um, and then the air for the circumstances, like the culture that is being performed, the time of day and all of that. That's, that's the ceremonial part, how you dress, all of that's all ceremonial. Um, but the ritual part uh, cannot, the ritual part for these plants cannot be done without the ceremony. And taking it is is, is part of the, the ritual or consuming it uh, some kind of way. And what happens is you, you lose your way. And these plants, by the way, please, if you hear nothing else that I've said, these plants design their own ceremonies. Okay, both the rituals and the ceremonies were given to the medicine people by the plants so it's not something somebody made up. Um, the plants are the ones that say you can wiggle here and you can't wiggle there and this you cannot wiggle. And what I notice is that with um, almost all the plants, I have witnessed personally them being used outside of um, these guidelines and I have seen a lot of damage firsthand that has been done with these plants, like people who are psychic, if you're empathic, if you have any of your psychic gifts and you're doing this plant just willy-nilly, you can you can do some serious damage for yourself. I mean, it can be repaired, but why even go there? Uh, but the thing that bothers me most about that kind of use of these plants is that it demonstrates the kind of person who seeks that out. If you're a gifted one um, and you're looking for the fast track for these immediate uh, gains um, means that you're skipping steps, you're skipping training, and that's just very irresponsible. And and I, I question what kind of healer or what kind of help you would be to humanity in that in that stage, because it's a lot of healers that are using uh, these plants to kind of fast track their their development. Um, uh, so it also um, it just demonstrates a certain irresponsibility and uh, disrespect for for the medicine of the plants. And I just can't see anything uh, good coming out of it. However, all of those plants are protected 
every indigenous culture has one or two of those plants that are protected within their, their culture, with the exception of the OSHA I just found out, which should be protected in the United States, but it isn't. Um, but just the way the karma is protected and, and the marijuana is protected you know, in their respective, the ayahuasca, uh, the peyote, these are all protected. So when you want a relationship with that plant, try to align yourself with, with the instruments that protect that plant. You know, the, the ones that have some kind of authority, not somebody in a basement, you know, in a downtown uh, apartment somewhere. Um, but to for the person seeking the plant, go to the plant with respect, not not responding to a hustle because somebody has some quick amount or wants to make a quick hustle. So there's a lot of all of that disrespect going around it. But the plants themselves are, are pure and they're willing to work uh, perfectly with humans. But we're the ones who have to adjust the way we're interacting. That's powerful. That's perfect uh, advice. Um few things that really resonated to me is to remember that the plant, it's the plant that requested this, uh, you know, this, this way of tradition, this way of uh, a ritual. So it is that. And if we, it's, it then, it, it then goes back again to our own individual um, responsibility and accountability to have that behavior that is respectful of every little being, whether it's a plant or whether anything else. And it also reminded me, Sister Arzu, that, you know, even they said, you know, all, all those minerals that we find from our nature, okay, you know, we may say, okay, that's the um the zinc or you know from from the wherever the iron from from the ground etc but anything that each of them is a conscious living being and there's consciousness in them and if we can just remember that each of them then we might really have so much respect in it will respect will be just all over our body yeah. <laughs> yeah. she said we don't have to think hard but it's just like okay everything is a conscious living being so here we go and then because it is a conscious living being then so for us then we become also if we want to have that not too painful death <laughs> not too death and because we we we, we believe that you know, life doesn't even end at death, but it continues again. It continues. Right. So, so this is story I'll tell you, and I'm sure you have so much more story. So when I was in when I was in uh, visiting for the first time in Indonesia, they really have and and for the, for the people who listen and they're from Indonesia or from this culture, correct me if I'm wrong, but they had like one week celebration of someone who has passed away. And when I say celebration, it was a big feast, okay? And then they wait for family members who would say, we're coming home. So if they're from all over the world, they will wait until that person gets to be sent off somewhere, okay, to be buried. Um, yeah, but that one, I think they bury, although, I also understand that some of our cultures that some of our cultures have 
that uh, that instead of burying they they would choose to have that um how do you call it on um, that putting the body into fire you know and okay so yeah so i don't know what in the garifuna if it's a burial or if it's because you know in the philippines i didn't even know that we have hanging graves and which in in mid in the in indonesia and other countries there is a hanging graves and so the 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 coffins or the body when the person dies is placed on along the cliff okay and now on the mountains yeah so anyway tell tell you maybe you could tell me more about that ceremony and thank you for walking around showing showing except that now i cannot hear you you may have yeah so let's yes you may have to keep walking and find a way that the volume and now or you may have to switch to your cell phone i know you could still hear me so that's good <laughs> you you're showing us around and i'm happy for that but as uh, when as soon as you're able to uh, talk again that we could hear you that would be good to hear your perspective on that yeah i still none yeah yeah so well yeah you just see what happens um but sister our sister arzul she's she's our guest today and she is a traditional healer and with a mission of protecting and preserving the garifuna healing spirituality or garifuna spirituality and she comes from that garifuna genocide um, as she was saying earlier that survival tribe okay and we were talking about the common common things among indigenous traditions which is really a lot of is all ancestral traditions respect for nature respect for yourself empowering yourself that you have that inner inner ability to be able to be in touch to listen but it's basically when she was she's she's having a little um tech problem right now but what she has shared to us and what we had this conversation is that our individual oh perfect i heard you basically all all of these things about our life going down to extreme i i say it i call it as extreme ownership you own you own your life because if you own your life then you have you have that full responsibility right if you if you and when i'm saying your own i'm not trying to be arrogant that there is you you should forget that you are connected to the source okay but you own it if you own it because it's a gift for you then you have all that um, responsibility accountability to do or go through all the cycles so sister arzu are you can you hear me still okay okay perfect yeah i just can uh, let's see if you can if you want to sit a little bit 
to the right to your right there right 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 yeah now it's now it's a little dark now for you because you are inside a building <laughs> yeah okay but see if you can you want to turn on the lights <laughs> some lighting in here. Entire house. Is that better? Okay, then once you sit down, I let you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much better. There you go. Yeah, much better. Yeah. And now a little bit again to the right to sit. You know. There. Perfect. So thank you so much. We make it real live show, you know? <laughs> yeah. So Sister Arsu, anything you yeah, you tell us um you were tell uh, you know I you have more stories of that. I think okay, if if not, I have a question of um I'm learning more and more, and please tell me from the Garifuna tradition uh, that I'm learning more and more that we have been promised for that infinite life, but then there's a lot of distortions that happen that we're experiencing a lot of finite things. Okay. Yeah. But it's not the end because we always have that choice if we want that. And when I say in infinite, I'm not saying also that we won't die because I, I now I understand again that some that the death could be a, another portal another door to do something however i know i've respected people who didn't even have to wait for that portal to open and yet they're having that downloads of information that could help them so at this point what would be our best advice when people are you know again with the incoming year and then we're we're leaving this year. What can we let go, and what can we welcome? Uh, well, that reminds me of another story. <laughs> perfect, perfect timing. <laughs> okay, so um, imagine if a baby inside a belly could talk. Just just for the purposes of the story. So the obstetrician goes in there a few months before the baby is born and says, look, in a couple of weeks, you're going to come out of here. You're going to live out here with us and uh, it's going to be a new life. And the baby is like, no, I like it here. I, I, this is all I know. Uh, the lady likes me. I get everything I need to eat. I'm not leaving. And besides, how am I supposed to fit through that tiny little hole? So the obstetrician says to him, look, I know I can't explain it to you. The hole really does get bigger. You'll be able to come out. If you don't come out, we're going to have to cut you out or something. So the baby is terrified. But eventually this, this, the, the, he's able to be coaxed. This is really a midwife story. So the midwife coaxes him out. And uh, it was adapted for doctor's purposes. <laughs> so the midwife coaxes the baby out. And the baby comes out, lives for 96 years, and you know, has a happy life. And the end, right? The moral of that story is that that's exactly what death is to us. When we're leaving life, we're being born somewhere else to have a, another life, a different kind of life. So our trepidation uh, against 
dying. It's very natural. It's the same natural, even though a baby has no fear, but it's the same natural aversion that that newborn who had never been born had. So our apprehension and, and trepidation and all of those things we feel, these, these limitations and blockages we feel against facing death are very natural. Uh, and if we don't build shrines around them, like if we don't make it a big deal and just say, okay, well, yeah, that's, I've never been dead. You know, this is, this is my first dead. And even <laughs> if I've been dead before, I forgot. But the thing is that to make it seem as though it's not supposed to happen, that was one thing that was not an option. That's not an option. When you're, when you're nine months pregnant, that baby has to be born. And, and, and death to us is, is being given birth into a whole nother world, to a whole nother life. Truly Perfect. Born. Nice, nice story. Okay. And then I think I'm going to connect a story for that. Okay. <laughs> you know, my, my little grandbabies and I, we used to, when they're around, we used to have a story telling activity like that. So one ends and then come on, continue the story. So they no. Do, no, but this one, so that's the umbilical cord, right? That you said you connect and that's the obvious physical nourishment that goes in there. Now, there's another one that we are all born with another opening other than the obvious eyes, ears, nose, and that's the one just behind the head, right? Sister Arzu, remember? Yes. The fontanelle. The fontanelle. Yes. And then it slowly that closes up. Now, I forgot how many days, but, you know, it closes up. But they said... It may close up. It may be obvious. I have no more hole here, no more soft spot. Thank goodness. <laughs> but it's still open energetically. We can activate it. That because this is now the crown that we is like the fontanel. is like the funnel. Yes. That's how I look at it. So it's okay. We if we get scared, but then we're born, but just we, we have to remember that, yeah, you know, there is that major opening right on the crown of our head that we can activate. Yeah, and that's how we access the information that has been downloaded into Sari. That's that's uh, the, see the space. That's the only way. It's got to be clear up here. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that that's uh, that from what i learned lately is like I'm not an expert in this I'm, i continue to study and that's i think instead of being scared let's continue to study instead of being so confused that let that confusion lead us to study to be clear okay and if there's another confusion study again to be clear so then it says that that's where we can activate our thoughts are then it becomes like that in an uh, in i think in quantum physics they call it li a liquid geologic crystal um idea thought idea already so it becomes like a pre-substance it's a pre-substance before it becomes matter that's the beginning yeah. of creation yeah, and they said every creation starts with that process. But look at what, what we created 
in this world. Remember the Amazonian elder said it, you know, the world is as you dream it. If you don't like the world, change the dream. Yeah, yeah. So then talking, then since you mentioned about look what we created, basically then they said that if we look at everything like, whoa, that's a powerful creation of a thought that's, you know, been guided, especially if it's a creation for well-being, then, then we really have to remember all the time the belief that our power and in just going through all this process and see where that leads us. Yeah. Speaking up, sharing our thoughts like what we're doing now. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and that's why I know I sound like a broken record, but I, it just baffles me that we, we've been on this planet as we are supposedly, right? Over 10,000 years and we've healed, we've survived, we, we were with wars and pestilence and all kinds of calamities that have befallen humanity. And, and we're still going strong. Mm, yeah. So we look at that and then we are being swayed by the last 150 years of science. How does 150 years of, of man-made fallible science compare to 10,000 years of actual proof? I, I just... And that's what we have to think about, you know, when I say we're magnificent beings. Yeah, we are. We really are. And maybe we don't need all of that help. Maybe and, it's like we did very well. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I, I'm, I like to have this constant conversation, you know, about, you know, basic, basic things, you know, important important things that for conversation that we kind of lost track of you know and just and talking about respect for the elders care of the elders i just heard also not you know just today also that if we think about it the nursing home that's where we dump already all the elders but these elders really it's it's a pool of intelligent beings you know all the years that they have big that they were productive yeah. intelligent caring everything it's like the it's a jewel so now i have to think of the nursing home as it would have been nice and wise to to create a different kind of a nursing home environment yeah. okay i'm you know i know some of them they say it's clean so i'm not talking about just the cleanliness or just the number of staff which nursing homes are usually understaffed okay but it's just the whole thing you know if if those are intelligent beings with their dedicated all those years with their intelligence and time best of their lives and yet they're there and now they're the most that are the highest on susceptibility for what they're saying it it, it just like it makes me really sad again like oh they say they're caring they say we're protecting but what happened so I know a number of uh, 
there's a number of group of people who have the dream of creating a different kind eventually sister arzu they're working on it they're, they they think they're creating some insurance thing and some um community thing that they want to do as a uh, as a pilot study okay in maybe this country another country so that it could be you know more the respect that you and i know about elders in our traditions okay. so i'm hoping that that will come eventually into you know reality but at least someone you know when there's one or two dreaming about it there's other people dreaming about it well i'm dreaming about it too um because for almost maybe 15 years now i i got 20 acres of land and i and i met with some real estate developers and they thought i was nuts i said i want to build a senior citizens community they said you mean a retirement community i said no i want a place where i can age where um i, I remember my hundred year old grandmother still got up and did her garden you know everything had to be around the house so i just imagined all of these retirees and you know people who like the outdoors just because you, you know you're aging doesn't mean you can't live outdoors but like a secure environment and things like that i haven't built anything but i'm saying it was in my mind okay I oh no please forest. please please continue to you know go desire. please continue to me you know make that dream into a reality because like you know once you get going and you know maybe i can if i know that other group makes progress also i know i heard them mention that because one is from the philippines one is you know but they are so okay maybe we'll do one in the philippines so if that continues maybe i'll say hey i know a place and with this lady with this with sister arzu you know because they need you know it has to be like a like-minded people good spirit people to make these things work yes and then maybe in the years to come we can come back to this episode i said hey sister arsa we were talking about that <laughs> I, I don't choose my medicines like i don't i don't want my medicines to be chosen for me uh, i know that everybody can't uh, say that but you at least want options you you want it you want to make educated you know well-informed decisions and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. Mean, so we can take care of each other. Yep. Yeah. So we all want that, and they we all want that health freedom, and uh, financial freedom, and just freedom. Basically, freedom to make our choice because that's really they said that's why primarily we were we are experiencing this human life for that freedom, exactly. for the freedom for the free will and of course we have abused that free will so for for those of us who don't want to continue to abuse that free will then we would like to have that um they call it i believe the term that is, i heard someone use is the loving will, <laughs> the, oh, loving the, will. Okay. okay the loving will we were uh given that responsibility of loving will and free will so now it's up to us to choose not not if of it's a reality that not everyone will choose 
what you know that but for those who choose that loving will and free will then we will be given the tools the people like so and that's really something new for me sister arzu about that meditation and the fontanel that's new to me focusing on that and so i'm i'm gonna keep practicing that because i think uh, that's the key to the manifestation to materialization. So we want to materialize your dream. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and the beauty of that, Grace, is that you carry that with you wherever you go. It's a tool that's on your body. It's on your person, and the access is in your mind. So mm -hmm. you can get there twenty-four-seven, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And and of all my readings and my study lately, and it's basically that solar synthesis is extremely crucial for that fontanel thing that solar synthesis for just 12 minutes early morning so i kind of struggle with that because i get cold in the morning so i have to strengthen my and if it's cloudy then there's no direct one but if it's sunny then i bundle myself and i go out for that solar synthesis to help so the, you. The exercise is to expose your fontanelle to sunlight? Oh, no, remember when this is a popular exercise about the sun gazing? Yes. But this one, but this one that I learned, this is beyond sun gazing. Because there's even, it's beyond sun gazing and it's the manifestation to material. Now, listen, I'm just learning, so I'm not going to tell everyone i'm expert an expert but whatever i learn i want to share already <laughs> so it's really um i uh, i thought inhale and it's a combination with inhalation so you inhale and you put you put that uh feeling so it starts with your feeling of what you want to accomplish that you have that and you put that in your timers on your nose and on your timers and then you exhale, when you exhale, you put that feeling into the coccyx area. And in that coccyx area, that feeling becomes into an emotion and that an emotion becomes into that notion. And then you put that, you inhale again, you exhale to your left side, which is your spleen. And then in from that spleen, then it becomes a thought. And that thought is electromagnetic frequencies, is scalar waves. And that reminds me of Tesla. That's why that Tesla is, is highly connected to, to you know, the things that I did. Then from there, then you put it straight to your fontanel. And then you when you exhale, you put it there straight to your fontanel. So then, you know, you that's where your thought idea is starts to crystallize and everything is all still pre-substance but when to help our body if we go out stare at the sun or be there so you know um well you don't have to cover your head because that's you know you won't really want so it's yeah so it's yes your question is exposed so exposed there but again just through your pineal gland and the focus but then there's a I, I haven't really memorized the coding, but they said there's a coding, there's a code that our ancestors have given to us. 
of that code coding you know the of of that or to materialize that infinite possibility for us to ascend okay so then it it starts and then there's there's some tones there's some tones that you say it and you think about it while you're standing there for 12 minutes yeah it mm -hmm, it's intent and um so if all i know is if it came to me now i'm ready to hear it to listen to it to practice it then you know i want to experience that because now my i like not to be so worried about this uh all the crazy things that's been happening for ages <laughs> that i've been get I, they didn't ask a consent from me directly <laughs> so you know so i want i but then just to go beyond this because again this is one earth one galaxy but i like to have that uh opportunity that our ancestors had you know that especially when the dogon tribe talks about that relationship that they can talk about they know the exact location of the cosmos even before science did so they have that great great connection of conversation of conversation so i want to experience that most and so, but they yeah so all, all of that so yeah so then i said oh we have ignored our fontanel for a while and not focus on that and so it's right there still ready to be activated well, and for that insight because i had i had ignored mine too <laughs> yeah and and then and then you, you yes you you said um we both know that these are all offered to us except that there's there's always the negative forces also happening so it's up to us to keep going with our positive positive things that we do so we gotta keep going on that or else then you know as i said it's it's we have to keep going because like you and i we see that there were so many good things happening every generation every year so that's what we have to imagine that if yeah, it's happening so don't get so uh, lost with all the negative things that's not just happening lately so don't drink the kool-aid huh yeah no don't drink the kool-aid <laughs> i know i wish i wish many many other people and also my dear nurses i wish you you many of you share my my feelings and my critical thinking because i know you're so intelligent but let's all really try to open our eyes more and open our hearts and say hmm if you have to say hmm mm, 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 then do that don't don't drink the kool-aid so much okay <laughs> No, and um, <coughs> then um, then I guess that the, our main lesson in our both our experience in race being raised in an indigenous tradition is that it's about moving forward and being in acting, right? Action, right? 
tell us more about that sister. Well, it, if if moving forward means not standing still, right? And I and I think that if we're engaging, if we understand life, we engage in it properly. So we 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 just live on purpose. When you're living on purpose, regardless of you know what you're doing, if you just getting up to boil water and that's all you do, then boil the best damn water, you know, to do everything we engage in, to do it with purpose. Um, there is a tendency to do things in a way that gets it done so that we have more time, but more time for what? Like we're expediting through a whole lot of things, even cooking, simple things. We're expediting through a whole lot of um, human experiences that really need to take longer. We, we just need to take a little bit more more time with it. So the action is uh, is good and, and thumbs up to the action, but a conscious action is even better when we decide that this is how I want to participate in this life. This is how I want to be treated. This is how I want to treat my body, you know, to make those determinations for ourselves. And um, I'm, I can't blame anyone because myself included, we all came into the world and when we became conscious, everybody was making decisions for us. And, and very few of us have really had that opportunity to have that time alone, the meditative space or the growing space to, to, to pull away, you know, and, and say, okay, these are my thoughts, these are theirs. So it's the conscious, you know, the mindful conscious um, action that we have to jump into. And I don't think there's much pre-thought required for that if we just get out of the way then we see everything that oh that's what i need to do that's what feels good that's what i want to do oh so that would be a wonderful logo for be prepared for 2021 get out of our way <laughs> get out of our way yep. oh then you know then the rest will follow so sister follow. sister arzu what what keeps is there anything that keeps you up at night me? Yes. Mm -hmm. You know what keeps me up? Uh, we all have fears, right? We all have uh, concerns. But what's going on in America? <laughs> Thank God you are not here. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Is it? How long know. have How long have you been away now? <laughs> I left. Let's see. Um, to all together for 15, 16 years, but I left in, um, in, in 2000 when I went to Europe. So I was there for three years and then I, I moved to Belize. Um, but I've always kept a foot, you know, that I get mm -hmm. foot cold in, in New York. Um, but watching this happen, um, I can't, I, I'm probably going to regret saying this, but I, I can't blame governments, okay? Because it's the people, right? And I'm not saying that I'm blaming the people either, but what happens is when you blame government, then you give them the power and nobody else can fix it but them. And we become victims. And no. then you become a, nothing but a victim. So I've always known, I've always loved Americans. I love the attitude. I, I just love everything, you know, all the creative stuff and the discoveries it's just a wonderful experience there is an american culture that's absolutely beautiful and innovative and inventive i love it but 
the shadow side <laughs> seems to be um, what's getting all the attention. And I just cannot believe that my beautiful Americans would allow that to happen. Mm, it's yeah. like, where is the beauty? Don't talk to me about making it great again. It is great. Show me that. I know it's there. Pick up the greatness and show it to me. You know, because I know it's there. I live there. I know it's there. So um, I'm watching all of this. And, and so it's like the spirits have left the land almost. But it's the people who can bring back the spirit. It's the people because it was created by the people, um, the same people, still Americans. And um, a very powerful um, know how to get things done, know how to bully people. You know, those things have virtue. So to watch Americans being bullied right now, it's, it's not a comfortable, it's not comfortable to watch. Yeah, I, I think the whole world watch America and uh, they were really surprised. <laughs> but let's see what happens. You know, it's it's still the melting ground for anything. So I'm crossing my fingers, you know, like that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but I have uh, great hope. I have great, great hope. Uh, a lot of wonderful things uh, are waiting to come out of there. And I yeah. And then, so um, what makes you happy then? What makes me happy is uh, your word, freedom. Freedom. I, I left, I was very successful in corporate uh, America, but I, I just, well, I did my time. I did everything I had to do, fulfill my responsibilities, mother, wife, household, everybody's done. And so it was time for, for me. Um, and I wanted to live in, in a place where I can go outside barefoot. I have very, very few uh, criteria. And what makes me happy is, is knowing that I can live like this. Because uh, when I'm happy, I like helping people. And I love doing what I do. Um, so when I'm happy, it just flows. I can flow so much better in this world. And, and that's what I like. Did you have family there before you moved? Into Belize? Yeah. I, okay. I, grew up, I was here as a child. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just, I was in 1967. Yeah. I think Mar whenever Martin Luther King got killed, I just know that that was coincided with my leaving here. Okay. Perfect. And is do you have any secret to success or success secrets? Wow. I say that because you have this, for me, it's beautiful, successful way of sharing information when you do your uh, YouTube. So tell people about that. Oh, thank you. Oh, I'm, I'm blushing now. <laughs> um, the, the, the YouTube, um, that was like an experiment. I just wanted to, to see... Uh, if I could do it, and then everything just went crazy. Next thing I knew, I had this YouTube channel with all these subscribers, and I love, love, love making the video. It's just I get inspirations for years now. I don't know, maybe 40, 50 years. I write, and there are these downloads, they're huge downloads, and, and I just have volumes and volumes of them. And my son suggested... Um, that I start making videos. It's like, man, nobody's gonna read this. Termites are gonna eat it, you know. 
Why don't you just make videos? Because I would read them to my grandchildren and they see the whole imagery of the story. So that's why I started making videos. I wanted to eternalize the plants and, and the knowledge that my grandmother had, had given to me because like, you can't find them in books. I mean, eventually you will. Um, so my secret to success, I would say when you find something you love, just stick with it. Uh, people will quote me as saying, I always say, I don't like options and it doesn't mean at large, but once I found something that clicks, once you find something that clicks in your, in your truth chip right there, stick with it at least for a while. So I chose to stick with mine and then another 10 years and another 10 years. And now it's something years. Uh, and I love the level that that I'm at with with the plants and and the different healing modalities. So I would say find something you love and, and give it give it your heart the same way you would a lover, you know? Yeah, you mentioned earlier about mission, finding the purpose or the mission in life and then doing what you love. It really reminds me of uh, you know, uh, other other cultures like the Japanese, they have that also saying that you find the purpose of your life, do loving what you do and doing what you love. Now, did you have any experience at all that you you were like in the rabbit hole or you had your greatest fame? Mm. Um, a lot. Uh, you can't you can't get here without them. Um, and it's not so much the experience themselves, but A, the fact that you can get out of them and, and B, how you get out of them. Um, I think the biggest disappointment in this walk or the biggest pain has been the separation from, from loved ones. Um, and I don't mean by death necessarily, but because um, death isn't a separator. My grandmother's been dead and I've never felt separated from her like 30 years, right? But it's a separation from um, paradigms. Um, you find that when, when you're on a walk, or when you're walking like this with spirit, when you walk with the ancestors, there will be people beside you who are not ready to, you know, the information is not for them. And even if you know it ahead of time, it's still, it's still painful because you know that you're about to go through a door, through a portal, and they can't go with you. Like you, you know, appreciate something. <clears throat> I had an example with a young lady who saw her. She was working on seeing her a spirit that had been walking with her, and she finally saw the spirit clearly and identified the spirit as her grandmother. I mean, right down to the to the letter. But it's not something she could share with anyone in her family because of their, you know, belief system or whatever. So those are the kind of pains that I'm talking about when you reach a point and you. You have an experience that brings you the utmost joy and all you want to do is share it, uh, but you can't because you have, you're not yet surrounded by um, the Cola Estes calls it your pack. You know, the woman who run with the wolves. It's okay. like, it's, you're not, you're not with the others don't run with the wolves. So they're not going to understand your wolf story. Mm. Mm. So that's, that's been very painful. Mm. Yeah. 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 That you're still smiling. I'm still smiling. Um, <laughs> there's no buts. I'm still smiling, but I have to say, for if 
I wanted to go backwards and know something before going in, um, I probably would have managed things better because what, what you end up doing is wanting to hang on to all of those stagnant old relationships that are, um, they're just, they really just weigh you down. Sorry to say, mm. um, but you, you lose significance, you lose how you relate, you lose. And I'm talking about a lot of relationships. When you make a, a leap in your, in your consciousness, you're going to be disconnected from a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not for the faint hearted. And I'm a strong person, but every time I've hit those levels, it's been uh, difficult. Yes, I come out, I land on my feet, but I tell you, it's rough. It's rough. I, used, I used to say, but maybe not the right way that says, you know, sometimes when you're at that moment, it feels like a curse and a blessing. You got that right. Mm -hmm. Now, you have any advice for um, some viewers? Are are um, they are uh, caregivers for their loved ones who have dementia? You know, and you, as you know, the dementia have cognition problems. They have also physical problems, and which makes them really sad and difficult to care for during this time. I have one and he would be here right now, actually. <laughs> I have one, actually I have two, but as with siblings, we each took one. Um, actually I have two, mm. <laughs> but the other one is, okay, here's the thing. Um, it, it runs in my family. So I've been exposed to it since a child. And I think that my family has found the, the science to this, because what my mother did with the, the elders that we were taking care of, she found the humor in, in everything. They became, not that we made fun of them. They became so funny that they themselves would laugh. Um, so the dementia now, um, went into the background. We just looked at the reality of all of their actions, every you know everything they did, and acknowledge their reality, because we knew. We knew it was um, the, the big mistake, and some of my relatives still do that. They'll come and visit, and they'll bring that old Western model instead of our indigenous model, and they'll say, "No, uh, um, Uncle died ten years ago." Why are you telling her that? You know, she says, look, I'm going to ask, tell your uncle the food is ready. Yes, he died 10 years ago. There's no reason to tell her that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So tell him the food is ready. And then when she complains that he doesn't come, I tell her, oh, he'll soon come. You know, and then later she'll say, oh, did your uncle eat? Yes, dear. Yes, he ate. He's fine. So we, we just learned to deal with it like that and um, never suffered any damage from it. Uh, we honor their reality mm -hmm. uh, and in a way that you know they're protected and, and and nobody goes crazy and we also keep it as a family because we realize that you really can't bring outsiders in on on this in in our case in any way um so yeah we learned to, to honor their reality and to just see the humor and um, to laugh with them it makes it a lot less stressful in fact, it takes yeah. away. Yeah. Now, 
How about um, you, you want to tell the, our audience again one more time where they can find you? Oh, um, oh well, I just have a, a new and, Facebook page. What happened? No, no, continue. It's called Mountain Spirit Wellness. It's Mountain Spirit Wellness, and I believe I'm on Twitter. I have a lovely, lovely uh, student who's felt sorry for me and decided to organize all of my social media. So if, if I sound like I'm making it up, it's because it's new to me. Okay. So my um, Facebook page is Mountain Spirit Wellness. I have a web page, a personal web page with my practice on it. Uh, and that's our zoomountainspirit.com. Um, and I also have email, uh, our zoo at our zoomountainspirit.com. But I want everybody to join me on the Mountain Spirit Wellness page. And yes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is called Mountain Spirit Speaks. But when you go on the Facebook page, you, you'll see all the other information, my email, the YouTube channel, and everything else that I've mentioned. Okay. Like the page. Please like the page. So I wrote it there, Mountain Spirit Wellness page. Yes. Okay. I put it there. Yeah, so, yeah, so um, I usually end with uh, the quantum affirmation, okay. which I thought I, oh, I have it. <laughs> so, and I want to share this with, with our viewers. So, anyway, so that's, don't forget to, to go into the Mountain Spirit Wellness page. That's the Facebook and that uh, Wagia dot org then you could know more about the foundation and be part of her dream which is a dream for people okay and the quantum nurse that life again you could look at it there and actually i'm you know what i'm at some point i'm going to invite i'm going to invite now not at some point sister arzu to write an a blog an article for me and i'll put it on my web page Okay. With all your information and even a copy of this on my webpage. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. I really love it when I can do that and you know, people can write and write more, whatever you want to write that will help your mission and help other people because it's all about adding values to one another. Okay. And so this is what I got trusting inner guidance and i'm encouraging people to say this three times in the morning mean it feel it and really listen to that your words it's three times in the morning three times in the evening three times at okay morning noon and evening and definitely if you can do three times just before bedtime that gives us the 12th um 12 which is now i understand that we there's more power to the base 12 than the base 10. so now it says trusting inner guidance after i have carefully studied a situation and obtained as much information as possible i rely on facts as well as my own intuition and inner guidance to lead me to the right decisions in my practice, I am powerful. After I have carefully studied a situation 
and obtained as much information as possible. I rely on facts as well as my own intuition and inner guidance to lead me to the right decisions in my practice. I am powerful. After I have carefully studied a situation and obtained as much information as possible, I rely on facts as well as my own intuition and inner guidance to lead me to the right decisions in my practice. I am powerful. And that will be our ending, but we would like to say thank you to everyone, to my friends, my classmates, my colleagues in nursing I used to work with, and all of you whom I may have not seen who were watching, you know, and Arzu's uh, followers. Thank you so much. We have, we have viewers from the Philippines and of course US and who knows where else and uh, thank you and at some point we will post even the the affirmation i'm going to post this so that people can have it i'm going to give it to sister arzu as well so anyone if you have a question even after feel free to text us message us comment share it cuz Either um, if it's a question for me or for Sister Arzu, you know, just reach out, okay? It's all about growing together, helping each other, and never losing faith, okay? Not a blind faith, but never, you know, just keep us um, motivated. When, when you are well, we become well. When we are well, you're well. <laughs> okay. any last few more words sister arzu before i tell them that they could check quantum nurse that life we have i have digital information there courses and they could always down uh, download it um yeah, there's sale on sale and anything and just follow us okay sister well, arzu. i'm gonna follow you mm -hmm. i just wanted to remind everyone remember your magnificent beings and marvelous creations simple as that and in my language i say mahal mabalos and sister arzus whatever language you want to say mabalos means thank you oh sereme sereme okay thank you i love it when the other person can say a different one okay and um happy end of the year and see you again next year we will do more okay happy new, happy new year bye-bye thank you thank you too i'll just end the broadcast don't leave yet okay. <laughs> hugs to you